0: You have a place for the discussion of horror film fiction, and how that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York,
1: hi. This is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How art thou?
0: I'm doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia, hey. This is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Going well. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, folks who are curious who we are, we are the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, what we do here on this podcast is talk about film. So, uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mystery, grindhouse, odd house, midnight movies, all sorts of genre films, uh, foreign language, cult, drive-in, you name it. Uh, we talk about it, and we want to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, We also have uh, on the website uh, a link. What's that? What's all that about, Eric?
2: Uh, Okay. That was a weird transition. Uh, (laughs) on, On the website, you can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Here's the thing, folks. Phil has two kids. He needs to send them to college. We've been bleeding money on this podcast for over 10 years now. Uh, help us out. Help send Phil's kids college, please. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> you can you can go to patreon.com/slash dark discussions or click on the patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. For every five dollars a month that you care to donate, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. Um, we appreciate any and all contributions.
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, we also have an email, darkdiscussions.aol.com, where you can email us and put DDP in the subject line so we can find your email mixed in with all the marketing material that we get daily. We get 50 or so, it seems, every day, and so your email could get lost in the mix. But if you type in DDP in the subject and whatever your subject is, we can do a search for DDP, and boom, your email pops up, and we will read your email on the podcast. Um, also, today is February 15th, 2020. 20- 24 That we're recording this because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we record episodes because uh, sometimes we have episodes that we keep in uh, the backlog intentionally, so days and uh, weeks that we can't record because of illness or vacation or... Uh, uh, special events, like weddings or family reunions, who knows whatever Natural
2: disasters, uh,
0: natural disasters, power goes off, snowstorms, you know you name it. Uh, what we do is we have always will have a uh, episode ready to go each week, whether or not we are recording uh, this one here though will probably be released uh um, the end of February uh, as we uh, have a, a episode already in the can, ready to be released. That's already uh, set and scheduled, so uh, this one will probably be scheduled after that. Um, What else? Uh, Just some heads up uh, for folks who follow us uh, on Google. uh, Google Podcasts is going away. It will be gone by end of March. Uh, And uh, it was announced on Spotify. I'm listening to Spotify, uh, a podcast. uh, uh, And at the end, it's for some reason, Google was advertising on Spotify, saying that uh, we will not have Google Podcasts anymore. I don't know if that means Google Play, but whatever Google Podcasts is, they're gone. And it, and they said that you should go to Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts because all your podcasts will still be available, but just not on Google Play. As that. And makes. how do they know they'll be
3: available? They're not in charge of those.
0: Um. That is true. That is true. But Google uh, sucks. Yes, yes, they do. They do. Uh, so just so that's another one that goes down the drain after Stitcher, because Stitcher got merged in with uh, iHeartRadio. Radio. So uh, now Google podcast Google can suck it is going as well. Yeah, they do, sir. Well, the um,
2: podcast industry is in trouble right now because uh, everybody already has a Squarespace page.
0: Yeah, what 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 does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
2: That that was a joke about Squarespace advertising. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. I don't even know what Squarespace is to be honest. So Squarespace shit. I'm completely clueless.
2: Yes. Yes. I have,
3: yeah. a, I have a website on there. <laughs> well, Square it's not your site. Uh, oh, Squarespace oh. website no, up builder
0: and build a website. Okay, interesting. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I should know this. This is this is. This is, bad, this is bad, This is bad. Yeah. It is, it is bad. Yeah. Well, well, when you have two kids, you know, you, you get a... Google still sells. They were advertised
2: on pag- podcasts 15 years ago.
0: Oh, how about that? <laughs> uh, so
3: it's not a new thing.
0: Oh,
2: okay. oh, so no. no, it's not a new thing. That was the joke.
0: Now, that just shows you how far...
3: You're <laughs> not the new thing either, Phil. <laughs> Right, right.
0: Anyway, um, so uh, that, that's some information. So uh, if you do follow us on Google Podcasts again, whatever that means, I think it may mean Google Play. I, I have no idea. Uh, but but either way, um, you'll just have to go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. I know Eric uses uh, some something called Overcast. Or
2: o- yeah, that's a standalone app. Yeah, I know yes. it's on iOS. I don't know if it's on uh, Android. Because I don't have one. Gotcha.
0: So, so there, there's plenty of places to still uh, listen to podcasts. And you will be able to still find us wherever podcasts are found. They just won't be found on Google Podcasts anymore. Um, and that includes everybody, not just our podcast. So that's all I got. Um, so uh, we're pretty much uh, done house cleaning, So I guess we can get into our uh, topic tonight. So, uh, Erica,
2: what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight we're talking about a movie that's currently available for digital rental called Somewhere Quiet. Are you okay?
1: President Megan Rhodes had been assumed dead by the police after she disappeared from a nearby parking garage nearly six months earlier.
0: Sorry. My great grandfather bought this place in the twenties, I think. It's pretty empty in the winter. Good.
2: I'm really sorry about what happened to you.
0: Thank you. Is anyone else coming
2: down? Doubt it. Meg! I'm sorry.
0: This is my cousin Madeline. We've got a big family. I won't
3: hold it against you. After what you went through, you'll never feel normal again. How are you guys related? We're cousins. There's just something off about her. What are you nervous about?
2: Is it all the talk of death?
3: I think I saw your mother. She hasn't left that room in months.
1: You remember what Dr. Potter said? Sometimes nightmares can feel really real.
2: Why did you bring me here?
3: Where were you when I was gone?
2: You're broken.
3: You can't tell what's real.
0: That's right. Somewhere Acquired is a brand new film that uh, has been released in January of 2024. Uh, everywhere, or at least everywhere in, in the United States um, through VOD, uh, rental only, uh, as of February 15th, 2024. Uh, the film is directed by Olivia West Lloyd, uh, as well as written by her. Uh, the film stars uh, not too many people, actually. It uh, stars uh, Michael Neeson, uh, Marin Ireland, Jennifer Kim, uh, and that's pretty much it, except for uh, a smaller role by someone named Kentucker Oddly. Uh, and there's actually even, uh, actually, I'll give another shout out, uh, Paula Lode. Are Loud, uh, as well, as she has an interesting role as well. Um, the film takes place in Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, the film is getting uh, interesting reviews uh, that Mike uh, had pointed out to us. Um, and uh, what it was is a really, really interesting. Uh, it's getting 91% good reviews by critics, while 14% by audiences. So this is a huge one where audience hated the film and critics loved the film.
2: I will feel we'd be neglectful not to point out that it's a really, really small sample size on both sides of
0: that. Oh, it is. It is. Okay, I I did not. uh, Reviewers on the on the
1: the human being side. I do not know what it was on the reviewer side.
0: Okay, uh, yes, uh, somewhere quiet, I can actually take that look right now because that is a really good point, Eric, that context is always important. So there's only been 11 reviews by critics and has 91%, so that's, um, mostly, uh, only two cr- top critics, too. Um, so, t- you know, for whatever that's worth. And for audiences, uh, it's fewer than fifty. So yeah. So this film hasn't really been noticed by many people. What is it, what is it now uh, for the general public? It's uh, still twelve <laughs> yeah. percent. Because the, cause I don't know how many new oh it's actually reviewed. dropped yes
2: yeah i yeah, twelve
0: it, it, yeah it was at fourteen uh, percent when you sent us the link uh, this morning or yesterday and and the, uh, and the critics you know, went
1: eighty to ninety one so they so it's just gotten more exaggerated.
0: Yeah, so there you go. That's interesting. So uh whatever, ta- you know, critics off or audience alike, uh, it may mean nothing because of the small sample size. So Eric did make a, a fair point, even if the range is huge, because that's still a pretty huge amount, even for. I think it'll even a out a little bit once
2: it gets more widely seen. But I, but the split's still going to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's more right. widely seen. I would yeah yeah well that's I don't think yeah, I think that may be an issue too because we we've watched a lot of films that uh have not been reviewed much, and you know you go back two years later and it still hasn't been reviewed much because as films yeah, that's disappear, a fair point. yeah, because films are uh, noted as they come out, just like music and they uh, you know and then
2: two you years get one, one weekend that's it. <laughs> that's it that's it that's it that's right so um uh you God's old minus one. Well, That's
0: true. That's true. you actually get a I second mean, release if it's minus, right? You can get a film,
1: <laughs> like I'm thinking, with Terrifier or, um, what was the, oh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the Culty film from a couple of years ago that was like live Craftian that everybody kind of went nuts over. Um,
0: oh, <laughs> oh, 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 the one with Nicolas Cage?
1: No, it was no, 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 no stars in it. No, oh. I are Talking about. Did, and, we, and did we we review it? We did not. Oh, no, we, we did. I'm not. I'm not um, it's yeah. it, 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 Sometimes but it was like I think it was set like in a hospital. Um. Anyway, it.
2: Oh, it, I know what you're it, talking about. I can't. Uh huh. That really. one. Yeah.
0: That one right there. Anyway, uh, what about that film? Th- there
1: were but
2: triangles anyway, those, involved.
0: Oh, that's yeah. a great film. Yeah, we did that one, The Cube or something. Like that. Not The Cube. Uh, no. Oh, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, oh, that was a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadians. It was done by Canadians. Yeah, we did, we actually did. It. Yeah, that was a great film. Yeah, that was a great film. Um,
1: but anyway, like these films will like will catch on
0: and, and we don't spread the
1: amongst them. the fan community. But yeah, if you don't catch on just at the right time, right then you disappear and you'll get swallowed up by something else that comes along. So every now and then there will be a a film that just breaks through among the fans and the fans will, will will elevate it and everybody watches it within a month or two. And then everybody's talking about it and Fright Rags is doing the t-shirt and everyone's like, yeah, practical effects, man. This is how horror movies both be, man. You know, it's like, and they get all that. Um, And, and, and that, that happens. But yeah, that's, that's,
0: very rare. What, what, one or two films a year? Right. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Indeed. Yep. There's a couple that break out, and that, that, that was an example. Um, and th- this one, uh, we'll discuss whether it, it's the type that would. Uh, but I guess we can get into our review of the film, uh, each of us individually, and how we heard about it and what we thought about it. So uh, I guess I'll start. Um, I actually, um, saw it on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I, I pressed a link to see, uh, films that are coming out and, uh, um, this one was one that was, uh, appearing, uh, to come out and I noticed that, it, oh, it actually had come out already by a, a week or two. So, um... <clears throat> I opened it up, and it started to have good reviews. Uh, I did not notice the audience score, nor did I notice that it was only a handful of of reviewers.
2: Um, So I...
0: I'm sorry? The Void. Yeah, that's it. That was a great film.
2: Yes, The Void.
0: That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You may not have been on that episode, Mike, but we did an episode. Yeah, you may have been sick (laughs) or something. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, this film here uh so i i that's how i heard about it i threw it out there as a possibility uh we've been doing some patreon films and i I suggested maybe we we throw in uh something in the middle uh before we get to the next patreon and um eric said this was on his watch list so he said he was fine with it so um we, we we decided to watch it as tonight's uh discussion uh, so I watched it, uh, before, uh, work this morning, uh, and so that's when, when I watched it. I, I rented it on Apple, uh, did not purchase it. Um, my thoughts on the film? Uh, well, it's, uh, very well made. It's, uh, really well acted. Uh, cinematography is pretty good, even, even if it is a bit dark. Um, the, um, some of the performances, specifically, um, the performance of um, oh, what the what's her name, um, uh, Mar Maron Ireland is ab- absolutely fab- fabulous. Um, however, is it a great a good film? Um, I have to say that we've seen this a lot in the past, and and the problem with the film is that it's. There's no enjoyment in it, really. It's like, I mean, except for the performances. The the performances are great, especially, like I said, Marin in Ireland. But, I mean, uh, I'm kind of getting, I don't want to say sick, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't want to see people that have uh, trauma. It just makes me sad and and sick, Um, sick in in the way that, I mean, uh, disturbed and, and unhappy so when i'm watching film and i'm seeing this type of trauma it just bothers me and it's like i mean i i'd rather do something else instead of i want to be entertained and and you know drama does not entertain me it makes me sad um also the the perspective whose perspective are we watching are we watching the person with trauma or the person that have to deal with it and uh, I was talking to Barrett offline earlier today. I feel that this film would have been a way better film if it was a drama rather than the quote-unquote horror film that it is, meaning we had followed the characters that ha- were dealing with the person that had the trauma rather than watching through the eyes of an unreliable narrator who has the trauma. Um, I, we've seen enough horror films with that, and, and it's blurring now and overkill while watching people having to deal with someone like this that may need help and they probably are actually trying to get this person help and all the bad things that are happening may just be an imagination. I think it would have been more interesting to see the two people trying to deal with someone that has these problems and – and uh, be a more interesting film, uh, but then again, this it wouldn't have been considered "quote unquote" horror. Uh, so, all in all, uh, I wouldn't recommend the film uh, because it's not enjoyable. Uh, but uh, it's it's a fine film uh, as as a um, a cinema cinema. Um, and Marin Ireland um, was fabulous. And if this was like a real film, when I say real film, I mean Hollywood. Chest pumping film, here in Ireland. She she could most certainly have been nominated for uh, Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, but of course she won't be because this film will be forgotten and uh, is not important to Hollywood. Uh,
2: so that's my thoughts.
0: Let's go view Eric.
2: Um, it hmm. was interesting. Um, I disagree with a lot of what you said, Phil, but not angrily. So. Uh, (laughs) Um, I liked this movie, but didn't love it. Um, I agree with everything that you said about the filmmaking. Uh, it's, it's excellently made. Uh, the acting is all good. I, I particularly made note of the score. I thought the score in this movie was amazing. Um, I thought it has some story problems. Um, it's got a little bit too much. Um, it's got it's got a couple things that just aren't explained, um, which is problematic to understanding the story, and we'll get into that post spoiler. Um, and then it also it, it suffered from the same thing, like the same thing killed this movie for me that killed Leave the World Behind, uh, which is that it doesn't have an ending; it just stops. Um, and I I don't mind. And then ambiguous <laughs> ambiguous and I can't even say the word today. Uh, ambiguous. That's the word I'm looking for. Ambiguous ending. Uh, but that's not what this is. It just stops. It like literally stops in the middle of a character turning their head towards the camera. Um, uh, and to me, that's just not finishing the story. Um, so that really, really dropped the overall impact of the movie for me personally. Um, um, so yeah, uh, I think the rest of what I have to say about this movie is best saved for a post spoiler. Uh, but I I admired the uh, film m- making aspects of the movie and the score, not so much the story. Um, even if you want to keep the same story, I think it could have been told better.
3: All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Bert. Yeah, I'm going to agree with a lot of what you and Eric said. Um, it, this movie, I felt good while I was in it, <laughs> in the middle of it. And, but when I got done, I was completely unsatisfied. Um, and I didn't know what I just watched, uh, because of those things that don't get answered that Eric was talking about. And it just frustrated me because there was a lot of good acting, uh, cinematography. Uh, the score, like Eric said, was really good. It, it kept me, watching through the whole thing only to be totally dissatisfied at the end. So yeah, dropped it for me. Um I I would have liked to have given a really good score for this because it was it was really good while I was in it.
0: <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh Mike, what do you got?
1: Well, someone likes making us watch all the dreadful and dreary films. Uh, and not the films that are fun. And I don't know why. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I knew nothing about this movie. Uh, when I saw the reviews split, I could think of a couple of options. Thankfully, it wasn't a uh, one of which would have been some surreal, psychedelic, trippy thing that drives me up the wall, like uh, under the skin. Uh, or it was something that was. Quiet and cerebral and ambiguous. And that was the that was the option that was that they went with. And yeah, that's not gonna connect with a mainstream audience. Um I gotta be honest, I didn't find it that hard to understand. I didn't think I mean, yeah, going along, but I feel like they laid it out for you pretty well at the end. Uh, I agree that Eric is correct in that it stops. And not in the name of love, it just stops Um, as it kind of brings its story sort of full circle. There are minor things I had an issue with that I admit could have been me. Uh, But I I think Phil is absolutely correct is that it is not an enjoyable film. There is no no real humor in it. Um, You have to have lighthearted moments uh I think in most films, you know, except maybe seven. Um <laughs> and I like the main it's weird because I had I, I was on board with the main character. And because I was on board with the main character and liked the main character, it kind of forced me to dislike the other female in the film, even though there's really not a reason that I can think of to dislike her, other than we're kind of set up that way. Now that, that I think is probably intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, but if, but if I was on board with her, I might have had a little more fun with the movie as opposed to being like standoffish. Um, it was a film that I think I can say I found interesting. I have zero desire to revisit it. Uh, I don't know how you, the listener, are going to react to it. Certainly, if you like a cerebral film that is very much from the point of view of an unreliable narrator, as Phil said, uh, then certainly give it a try. If that happens to be a pet peeve of yours, if you do not like ambiguity in a film, if you don't like films where you may feel the need after it's over to to turn to Google and type in, what the fuck did I just watch, (laughs) Um, then this, although again, I didn't. Now I might be wrong about my take in the film. I thought they laid out the ending. Maybe I missed something uh that makes it more ambiguous. Uh but certainly obviously a lot of people who watched it didn't get it. So um yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh it's it's gonna be an interesting one to discuss, I think. It's, Although yeah, it's not sure possible. how much the
3: to discuss. It's possible we see different intentions from the filmmaker too.
2: Well, and I didn't. I didn't find it completely confusing. There it just, wasn't
3: confusing. There yeah.
2: were a couple. I have a couple points of contention that I could have. I would have and, preferred some clarity on. That's all.
1: Yeah, I, I can. I'll, I I certainly will get to that in a, in a minute. And also, I, I when we get into talking about the film, uh, I want to talk about what the filmmakers' inspiration was for this. Which is a good idea. It is a good idea. We we as Horror people who have watched a lot of indie horror film have seen once or twice before, but it's not something that's been done to death. But I also don't think that's the story we got. So it's a little weird, which admittedly in the creative process, obviously a story, you start out with one idea and then you're pulled in a completely different direction and that happens. Um But I do want get, to get to that uh, when we actually open up to real discussion.
0: All right, that sounds good. Uh, all right, so that's our opinions on this film. Um, discussion uh, will, will happen shortly. Uh, whether it's interesting or not, we'll find out, but uh, it could be. Uh, so uh, before we do all that, though, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki.
2: Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh Follows a woman as she readjusts to normalcy after a kidnapping. Her sense of reality begins to deteriorate when she travels to her husband's family compound.
0: Yeah, uh Yeah, that kinda is weird. Uh let, let me let me read this one here. I have one that's not from that uh website because
2: it's, it's, it's uh, poorly written and very strange. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it yeah, it, it doesn't even start in a, a proper sentence, which is kinda bizarre. Right uh but he, this one here says uh and i i don't like this one either because again it says a lot but but it is what it is oh it says, don't read the
2: one from rotten tomatoes man that's spoilery as hell all right
0: yeah then, then let's forget it we won't say nothing and it's
2: really long <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, is, it is pretty long it is pretty long so so, uh, so just after you see uh, the and there film, is no wiki page there is no wiki page so there you go. after
1: you see the film go look up the rotten tomatoes and see yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is that I'm
2: pretty sure I up. found yeah, a Red wiki Red page. Red there just wasn't much on it. And it's a comprehensive synopsis, but it's spoilery.
0: Well, I mean, the regular wiki, like wikipedia.org. Yeah. I couldn't
1: there,
2: find anything. I on found it. one on there. I'm pretty
3: sure yeah. that's where I was looking at it. Yeah, I thought uh, I did
0: too, and it was very little there. Uh,
1: yeah, they didn't have much
0: of a plot premise. Somewhere quiet. Yeah, let me see. oh, yeah, you're right. It's here. It may, I, this may have just been added today, because I swear it I wasn't there as it was there wanted. yesterday. Oh, it was you did see? It. Okay, yeah. And, then, yeah, and then, yeah, okay. Here you go. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, here, here it is. This, is a, this one actually has a sentence structure. Uh, a woman attempts to readjust to normalcy following a kidnapping. She begins to deteriorate upon traveling to her husband's compound.
3: Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even like
0: the, I I don't even, with the
2: same can... Compounded. Right.
0: That's yeah, the compound. Right. the compound part bugs the crap out. Well, of you. well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's it sounds ludicrous. But all the wealthy homes on um, Cape Cod, they call them compounds. So there's the Kennedy compound on Cape Cod yeah. and things like that. So, well, so that just
2: proves that people in Massachusetts are dumb.
0: Yeah. And I,
1: my wife jokes that my mother lives, it's the family compound because there's a couple of lots of land that my grandparents own. So they right, have like right. four homes of. Uh, that my fam- that are all next door to each other and that are in the, right. sort of in the middle. My, my wife calls the compound, but when you say the compound, they're going to the compound. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like go a go there and be yeah. and be greeted by a reverend passing out Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. compound
2: right. also right. gives a vision to me of armed guards. Yeah, yeah. and more yeah.
3: more yeah
0: buildings or or alien worshippers, or something stupid
1: <laughs> or or a bunch of 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 white guys with beards and tattoos and a r fifteens yeah for the <laughs>
0: oh yeah that's there's, there's those type, too yeah there you go yeah yeah. <laughs> or, or, or or even like a commune right like 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 the hippies a, a Yeah, copa, you know yeah, it's so.
2: they're, they're,
3: there's just something more, than a, in in something more or, than a cabin in the woods something more than a cabin in the woods yeah. Well, I so anyway, The Cabin
1: in the Woods doesn't right. have a good connotation to it, either, if you're a horror fan. No, all I know, so, but I'm just saying. It was right. closer okay. to that. All right, well, yes.
0: what's, what, it doesn't matter. But, well, all right, all right we, we get the point. All right, so um, let's get into uh, the movie. But uh, before we do, uh, what we do here on Dark Discussions Podcast, basically what we do is review a film, which we kind of generally did uh, a moment ago. But after that, what we do now is we talk about the film uh itself so the first part of uh this section of the podcast we talk about general items so uh films that take place in cape cod for example or films with unreliable narratives for example or or the things of that nature um but then after we do that for a bit we throw up a spoiler alert, and at that point, when we throw up the spoiler alert, we talk about everything and anything related to the film, because here on Dark Discussions, we don't just review films, we also critique and dissect them, so we talk about, for example, what the director, screenwriter, producers are trying to mean, uh, how it relates to uh, people or the world, or the news, uh, and then we even get into specifics of the film that are spoiling, including twists, as well as even the ending. Uh, but before we do all that, we throw up the spoiler. And with that stated, we can now go into the non-spoilery section of this podcast and just talk about general things that are kind of related to the film that wouldn't necessarily spoil the film. Now, the first thing I want to bring up is – even though we noticed that it is very limited, um, the number of people who reviewed the film, both critically as well as audience members, do you feel that the the big range between the two is legitimate? Anyone? Oh, I can well, I mean,
2: although I, I disagree with your take about movies about people with trauma, um, I do have a feeling there's, that, that you're in line with the general audience on that um this isn't a fun movie um I personally love movies that are dark as shit um but I'm a broken person and I know that uh, <laughs> so i think I think there's a certain a certain amount of truth to what you were saying uh, about um just it's not it's not very much fun and it's not very entertaining um whereas the critics would be much more likely to focus on the artistic part of the movie the filmmaking process um which is why I think the split is so big
0: now eric to add to your point um and that's a fair point and a very very uh, accurate and and well placed point but i i i do like dark films very dark films sorry for my Boston <laughs> accent but um before we even did the podcast, I was saying I have fair abyss. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so bad. But either way, my boss, I be damned. The point is, is that I do like dark films. So, you know, I, I could watch, like, In the Bedroom, for example. That's a dark film. Michael Clayton was a dark film. Collateral is a dark film. Friday the 13th is a dark film, even though it's a, a fun horror film. But something about trauma, and it could be because of – um uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine that that really bought, affected me hugely. And so anytime I see trauma films they really bother me a lot. And so it just made be my specific taste of that type of darkness versus all the other darkness type films that I do enjoy. So so I but I do see where you're saying that Generally, a normal person. When I say normal person, I mean a general audience person that may like scary films, may not. Who happens to watch this film would walk out. Like my brother, for example, who like he didn't like pl- Platoon, or he didn't even want to bother seeing. He goes, Why the hell do I want to go see a film or watch a film that's depressing? I want to go to see Superman, or I want to go see Titanic, which is depressing but exciting. you know what I'm saying. So, so I, I guess kind of hurt. I guess that would be. Something that would uh, um, be a reason why that it's it's split not because of the film's quality because we I think we all agree and you made an excellent point that I missed and should have brought up as well that the soundtrack uh, really made the film ominous so it's a well-made film but that doesn't necessarily mean quote unquote it's a good film and audiences are more apt to want to go to a film that a general audience. That's I guess fun, I guess, and even a horror audience member may watch this film and go this this isn't what I was hoping for either, so I don't know,
3: well, Phil, what I about like what about like midsummer that has trauma in it pretty heavily, but it's also quite horror related as well, yeah,
0: well that trauma she's she's pretty <laughs> broken, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, but her trauma. I, think, I forget what that trauma was even was that she had. Well, fa- her
3: sister killed her whole family and, and <laughs> yeah. <out>. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That.
0: Well, that's that's different. That that's she's she snapped because of what someone did to her family. I, I'm talking about trauma where some, when someone is is basically tortured or or, or raped or
3: or okay. So yeah, so yeah. more more specific trauma. I get it. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: trauma that that affects an individual because they were to- basically mentally or physically tortured by another human being or group of human beings. Um, that's the type that bothers me. But go on. Yeah,
1: so I was going to say I think the, with the dichotomy, again, I think we have to remember audiences and critics are looking for two different things. Critics are going to movies almost every day, um, and they are forced to watch the movie whether they like it or not. So me pick and choose. Like, if there's a movie coming out that I have no interest in seeing, do you know what I do? You don't I don't go it. see it. Yeah. Be- Predict see a movie that's coming out that they don't want to see, and you know what happens? They go, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to review this. Right. I hope it's good. Um, audiences go out. They pick and choose the movies they want to see. Now, this is not the case here because
0: this is yeah, this. Yeah, but most of the, the reviews here are just Tribeca reviews. To be honest, because i right. no seeing the film. But anyway, continue.
1: But they're choosing how to spend their time, and they want to do something that they enjoy, for lack of a better term. It doesn't mean like it has to have fun, you know. But they it makes it's a film they want to feel they got their money's worth. That they that when they chose to spend their leisure time doing a thing, they want to walk out of it feeling it was worth their trouble, and a critic. Just wants to see is judging not whether the film was enjoyable. I mean, it certainly is an influence in it, but was the film well made? They're going to look more at the craft. They're going to pay attention to things like direction and cinematography and sound design and makeup and all this other stuff that most people goes right by. Um, and and then like they may look at is it fun or not fun? Did they have a, a good time on it? But and, but the other thing is because they see so many films, novelty is important, right? They're looking for something that they haven't seen before. Um, because they've seen so many other movies and, uh, so many formulaic films, um, where an audience can, can find comfort in a formulaic film, right? I mean, just fucking Hallmark Channel at Christmas time.
2: <laughs> um, and, and and Phil so I'm I'm not trying to pick on you but just to just to air my general grievance with your thoughts on a movie uh, uh I'm getting um it's not just you but but a lot of people when they don't like a movie uh say oh well this this has been done to death well when you think about it everything's been done to death you know <laughs> superhero movies dramas sci-fi like almost everything that you can put in the movie has already been done um every once in a great while uh you will find something that's different like midsummer um or something like that and you should absolutely treasure that when when you run across it um
3: but even midsummer but was I that really I don't
2: that- think I don't think it's a fair criticism of a movie to say, well, that's been done before, because that pretty much means you just want them to stop making movies.
3: <laughs> or it means that they didn't do anything different to make this stand out from any other movie. Right.
2: That could be said of 90% of movies.
3: Also true. But like you that's said, Midsummer. but I, we, we could all point to Midsummer
1: and say, but isn't that oh, very similar to, say, Wicker Man? Um, yes. Or other you can still find parallels. I mean, you can find knowledge.
2: influences, absolutely.
1: Yeah, the the last original story I can think of that was original and it in, in hindsight I think it was inevitable was probably Groundhog's Day. Uh, and even then, I think the same year there was a Star Trek episode that came out with the same exact plot point. Um and story pattern. And, of course now we've seen things like Happy Death Day and you know and others that have done it. And I think that may have just been because of video game culture we all got used to the idea of being able to play through a thing dying and then doing it again and dying and then doing it again until we got it right mm-hmm. i think that was probably going to come around eventually but otherwise everything kind of has some parallel
2: yeah
1: i i yeah i don't i don't know what makes stop. it
3: better than well, what we've seen before that makes it interesting if you say if you i think if you're saying that it's that it's been done before it's reductive yes but it also means you're not getting something new out of this a new experience a new this a new that something to make it stand out for you that makes you like it more than just a standard movie that is like every other movie
0: right and and i want to say that that the unreliable narrator is um fair to say as you said eric um you know what what hasn't been done before but for me at least for this film here as the film goes by and as mike made a really good point which is we're supposed to empathize with this character as the hero or the protagonist and not necessarily like uh her her cousin or her her, her cousin in law i guess and maybe even her husband when the reality of the whole thing is as the the movie goes by, it's like she, no one, no one's a villain here. And, and, and it's like, it's just like, okay, they were just tricking us again. And, and all the stuff that happened before and everything that's going on is, is just pretend it, it's, it's not even there. It's, it's nothing. And, and again, that's fine because it's a, a of a fractured mind, but it's, it, it kind of changes your experience of the film at the end, because my problem with the end wasn't her looking into the camera, because at least I heard the, the sirens in the background, meaning there's going to be uh, police involvement. But my problem with it was is that all of it was fake, and then what actually was I real... I think
2: we have two completely different takes on the movie. We can get into that post-spoiler.
0: Yeah, all right, that's fine because it is ambiguous, in all the reviews I read after uh, because there is a lot of reviews, even from that, that I accumulated on Rotten Tomatoes, um, that said that Eric. That, but but I I felt that that it, it was a a person that was very damaged because of horrible experiences, and they mistakenly thought, uh, there. You know what it is. There was a thing that said gaslight, you know, like gaslighting the movie and, and whatnot. And there is gaslighting, but I think it's the trauma that's gaslighting the the main character and not the people around here. They're not gaslighting her at all. And, and we're going just, too
3: far into the plot at this yeah, point.
0: Yeah, right, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I can just stop here. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm like Mike where I thought, honestly, Mike wasn't going to like this film at all because – Mike, I know he doesn't like surreal stuff, but I also thought Mike you didn't like unreliable narrow films either, so I apologize for thinking that. It depends
1: that. on that, it really depends on the film, but like I think Black Swan did it brilliantly. Sure. Um and I think and other times, you know, it's 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 a cheap stunt. And here I yeah. think there's a plausible reason for it. So let me just, can I just mention what the the filmmakers claim to be doing in this? Yeah, yeah, please do, because I was going to bring it up, too. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so the inspiration was they wanted to see what happens to the survivor girl after a horror movie, right? What happens to the girl after Jason. Well, that's not what happens here. Um, We do get a survivor girl, but there's no Jason, right? She didn't experience that. She experienced a fairly normal, pardon me for putting it that way, uh, kidnapping, right, and was tortured and horrible things happened to her, no question. I'm not trying to say they didn't. Uh but it wasn't it didn't have like that kind of um uh, fantastic aspect to it that I think would have made it
0: more of a well, horror film as opposed to uh a, well couldn't a sort final girl
2: spoilers we're we're edging but, close. Well,
0: well I just want to say one thing. Couldn't a final girl not necessarily be a final girl like in Jason, but it could be something like, you know, the the, the senator's daughter in, in Buffalo Bills. Oh, uh, it? But I'm but, but I'm using I'm using their. Oh, their watch language, the sl- sl- Okay, that's true. But there's a lot of slasher films, and a lot of them that aren't as famous as Jason and Michael Myers and whatnot. That were in the '80s, and and a lot of them were just ordinary boobs. Is that you know that were is not not. Yeah,
1: but I don't. Know, but that, that's, I'm just saying this is not the sense I get, and I think one of the problems I have with the film is that we, what happened to her, is important. That we don't really
0: get a good idea what happened to her. Fair enough. All right, so uh, Eric, you said you something uh, about we're getting too. You wanted to throw up the spoiler art, is what you said.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're just it, we're getting to a point where we have to do it to talk about the movie, and then kind of.
0: All right, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. All right, so uh, we're going to throw up the spoiler alert at this moment now, and we're going to talk about everything and anything related to the film that will spoil the film. So, uh, all right, who wants to start? What do you want to
2: do? Okay, I, I want to start by reading a text exchange I had with Mr. Watson, because uh, Mr. Watson was watching this movie at the same time as I was. And I think this will just do uh, – this will be a good conversation starter and also just point where I'm coming from in – in my take on this movie. So he texted me and said, Somewhere Quiet was not the movie I wanted. (laughs) I said, me neither. I didn't hate it, but I felt it was just getting started when it stopped and it didn't end. It just stopped. He said, exactly. Just how unreliable the narrator was. She was what was even true. And my response to that was she was kidnapped. That was true. Her husband was having an affair with his cousin. That was true. He didn't hire the kidnappers, but he missed the ransom note because he was busy banging his cousin. (laughs) The cousins were trying to manipulate her into committing suicide by gaslighting her so they could have her money. However, it was not clearly established that she had money or that they needed it. So that's some weak sauce.
0: Yes, I I disagree with that completely. It was established that she had money, though. Let
2: me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Yeah, yeah, sure. He said, he said, all of this seems about right. I guess I just wasn't sure where her crazy stopped and any possible gaslighting began, you know? And I said, yeah, for me, the whole money issue is the weakest point of the whole movie. It's also not clear exactly how she got away from the kidnappers. Was a ransom paid? Did the police just catch the kidnappers? Uh, I understand wanting some ambiguity for this story, but there was a little too much of it for my taste. All right.
0: Yeah, so my my – Okay, yeah, yeah, and we can each give our thoughts of what happened in the films. Uh, for me, I felt by the end of the film, none of that was true. Everything was fake and all in her mind. What it was was the the, the brother. I mean, the husband. I'm sorry. Uh, brought her out to the Cape Cod and was getting help from her his cousin to try to have this woman that was really gone because she's really gone uh, committed and not committed to steal her, her money or not committed to be evil but committed because she needed help and he needed help to do it and so his 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 cousin was there to help now she meaning our lead actress only saw people out together and i believe it was all because of her PTSD and so she didn't trust her husband she didn't trust her, her the cousin she may have actually uh and most likely imagined everything she may not even had money and this was just another fabrication in her her uh mind so i'm just thinking that you no know, the uh, and this is the reason why i felt the movie would be better if we had followed the cousin and the husband because then we could have saw them setting up a plan to say, how do we commit her? Because what are we going to do with her? It's, it reminded me of the the, the guy in um, Connecticut, the kid in Connecticut, that murdered all those school children. Where he lived with his mother, and his mother tried to get him committed. She couldn't do it. No, She didn't, couldn't get any help from anybody. And so what do you do? And unfortunately, the guy snapped, killed her, and then went into the school and killed you know, dozens of kids. So... I'm thinking that these people, since they have money, they're very wealthy, were trying to get her committed to solve a problem, which was to get her help. I don't think the fear was real, the kissing that she saw. I don't think the, the cousin being mean was real. I think it was her interpretation of people acting delicate around her. But that's just my feeling. Again, it's wide open. Nothing is explained. Every review I said, I read said that all of it could be interpreted anyway, and and the director probably left it open. I, I, I just don't
1: you guys, I just—I don't think the story you want to tell, Phil, is—and I may not be seeing it—is—is is that interesting? Meaning, seeing it from the perspective of the people who are reliable narrators. Okay, because then, then it's just two people discussing whether or not to have someone put into an institution.
3: Well, right, what absolutely. Eric just went over is, and what Phil went over; those both those things went through my head while I watched this, which is why at the end I was dissatisfied with the movie because I didn't know which direction I should go because it didn't give me any pathway. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> I, I right. think, and don't don't take this
1: the wrong way. I think that the, the oh, big difference here is the relationship between the cousins. Um, And I'm not entirely sure that's a big deal. Um, They are close. We just don't know how close. Um, And I think you can maybe make an argument either way. I think the big thing for her is that while he's denying that they were having any kind of intimacy or that uh, – and I tend to lean towards the fact that they probably were. He ran to her really fast after she disappeared. Well, that's why he wasn't there to get the ransom note. Let Um,
3: me detail a scene that makes me, just made me wonder more. It's near the end when she has the cousin tied up. And -hmm. they have a conversation, and it's a very intense conversation, where the cousin is basically telling her she should kill herself. Right, and that
0: was all in her head. Yeah, that's what I
3: thought. I mean, it seemed that way, or... The cousin just pretended to be unconscious when the the husband came in, but she was immediately like her head was down and everything, and she was still unconscious. So is everybody seeing that that she saw that in her head? Yes. That whole
1: conversation.
3: Yes, especially I mean, just, for the she's, fact she's that she's traveling she's,
1: as the film
0: goes along. Right, right, right. Exactly. Well, and I say I just killed both of them. Because she's paranoid, meaning she's, she's sick in the head. But anyway, continue.
2: Well, I was just going to say that something that happened earlier in the movie and she made the me more inclined to believe our unreliable narrator, and that was the plate. Uh, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where we, we she sees something in the middle of the night uh, and we're led to believe that it was a dream because she dropped a plate and broke it in, in the middle of the night, and the husband claims to have no idea what she's talking about. Um, but then later when she's taking out the trash, she she finds a piece of that broken plate in the trash, and that she sees it again later in the movie. So well, I, I she saved it right? it, right? Let me finish my point here, which is that that to me shows some physical evidence that she was not making everything up in her head and she was being gaslit
0: um well i will tell you one thing i i understand that and that's a fair point but my aspect of what happened there was as later on in the film when the husband says you keep on sleepwalking at night and she was like shocked what do you mean i'm sleepwalking at night now again you're right it could be gaslighting but and again that's the the film's completely ambiguous but i took it as oh my god she's the one that's that's sleepwalking she and especially as the she, the movie went on everything was going crazy she was seeing people that didn't exist and all this other crap so i was like okay so he was just covering up her sleepwalking until he was forced to to talk about it and and so he threw out the plate because the plate means nothing but before that doesn't she say he's sleepwalking right right she exactly exactly so and that was probably all fake she, she didn't. It she was her the whole time of sleepwalking. She was the one. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And, but again, the film is as ambiguous because they have the dog bark during the sleepwalk, and we know the, the the cousin has a dog. But why the cousin wasn't there at three in the morning? So it doesn't make any sense. So anyway, continue. Anybody? Am I
1: wrong that nobody else saw the plate except for her?
0: Right. Yeah, it's true. She's the only so, one that saw the plate. That's
1: right. Like I, I know my. uh uh my aunt went in the hospital with a stroke uh and we went to visit her and she was fucking out of her mind uh yeah you know, she recovered thankfully um but she was like conspiratorial crazy um it, it was just so and they were saying things to me yeah. and to my mother that made that made perfect sense to her like right. but um and I wish I could remember at the moment, uh, but I can't. But it, it was real to her, and so to me, the whole plate thing, and and I would have, I, if they, since nobody else saw it, like, and it's such a weird thing to try to gaslight somebody with. Um, why would yeah. you lie about that particularly? Yeah. I just, I just see it as as. Why would you hallucinate
0: finding it in the trash? why would she
1: hallucinate she starts as a person you start seeing things that convince yourself that, that the earlier
0: delusions were true
2: right and why would she
0: see an old woman walking around that never was walking around or why would she, she see uh, anything see, now
2: that that's interesting I thought that was a ghost well then that's just a the whole movie no. the cousin just saying oh she's not feeling well she's in her room she's not feeling well she's in her room and then at the end of the movie she goes up there and she's not in there
3: and,
0: and, 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 but the thing is, is first of all, did the cousin even say that? <laughs> because the, the woman's nuts. And, and I don't mean that in a, in a, so, so your example.
2: whole thing is you're saying that nothing we saw in the movie actually ever happened.
0: Nothing in the movie we can prove it happened or not. That is correct. I didn't say that it didn't happen. I, I'm saying that we're seeing it through only one character and one character's perspective only. Hmm. Every shot of the film is through her eyes and her eyes only. No one well, else. and from
3: the very beginning, she's totally paranoid to begin with because she's watching the that news thing. Is the news thing real where it's saying it's always the husband? Right. <laughs> or is that her thinking that about him early on? I got to be honest, that, that had me completely confused
1: because I was not paying attention to the newscast. So the movie starts with her. We believe escaping from her kidnappers,
0: right? Which right. Is, it doesn't, right? We, we which it doesn't, the-
1: but that's what we are led to believe,
0: right? right.
1: right where right. She, we see her, uh, a guy pull over on the side of the road. She comes mm-hmm. stumbling uh, along uh, and steals his truck. It's uh, funny. I
3: never thought she escaped from the kidnapping there. I thought she, that she was. I right away. It was a flashback to me.
2: We we're gonna. Have God, a- I had a feeling it was a flashback. <laughs>
3: And it was, but it wasn't. It was a flash forward, right? right? A flash, but you know what I mean. The whole movie was going to be the flashback.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah. the, was- the only thing that was missing, and thank God they didn't do it, was you know, five days earlier. you know? I, know.
1: I was waiting for that to show up. Five well, days but That would that would ruin the earlier. point of the film. Hmm. Um. So I think you're supposed to think that was her escaping from the kidnapping and then we see her in the car with her husband and then they get out and at the the convenience store and the TV is playing in the background. And then they show a picture of her and talk about her being re- freed from uh the kidnappers and I missed the fact that it had said like at 6 months earlier or whatever it was that it that it was a past tense thing and not a present tense thing. And I went into this not knowing anything and Suspecting that this was a movie that confused people. So, some weird part of me thought, is this going to end up being some time travel thing where she's witnessing herself after she's been, he's about to be kidnapped or something weird happening like that? Um, and it wasn't that. I just missed the obvious clues, which is why I said, you know, I might, might have missed some things that seemed kind of obvious to me. To me, the thing is that this is a, yeah, she is less and less reliable as time goes on. She is. I, I don't think there was anything nefarious necessarily going on between the two cousins. By nefarious, I mean evil scheming. I don't think they had anything to do with her kidnapping. I think she did have money. Uh, she was an engineer. She talked, they, they, She has that conversation with the cousin. The cousin was born with money. She earned her money. Um,
3: I thought she got it in an inheritance from her parents or something.
1: Oh, she got some right, she yeah, she got money after her parents died. So there's yeah. money there, but I don't think I we we never see anything about these two that makes you think that their their family wealth is been squandered and they need money. So I don't think there's anything to that. I have no idea I wish we knew more about what happened with the kidnapping, yeah, how she got out and all that. But the whole thing is they're trying to to because like they have a moment uh in the film, where she talks about how she listened, she could count their steps, so she kind of in her head mapped out the the house that she was being held in. Um, and I was kind of waiting for that. When will she realize that either the the family home or the or the cousins' home? You know, is is the as the basement where she was tied up in, or something like that? That's right, right. Kind of that, they were trying to point <laughs> us
0: that way. They were trying to point us that way. And
1: they were trying to get us there, and but that was to feed into our paranoia to reflect her paranoia. Right, right. Um, and I don't think any of that happened. I think right. there's a, a weird relationship between the cousins. I do think that they're they probably at some point were kissing cousins. Um, uh, I don't know. But, um. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. I do think they were trying to get her committed because she's not right in the head. Um, and and it's not
3: working. Well,
0: and
1: right. the cousin's
3: not necessarily nice to her either. They don't get along. But
0: but, but it's <laughs> again that's the perspective of our narrator well, because I, but I, I don't was think she's
1: completely unreliable either. Like I think she did go to the bar. I think she did dance with the guy. I think she
0: probably. Oh, would, oh right, right, right. Uh, but but what I'm what I'm saying is the cousin the way she acted to her could have been the cousin being clueless to how to act delicately around someone that has behavioral health
2: problems. Yeah, could be. So you're telling me at the end, towards the end of the movie that the cousin never took her outside at gunpoint.
0: I, I believe the cousin had her help and because she found her in her house in the bedroom, but I don't believe she actually held her at gunpoint. I believe this was her paranoia because at that point, yeah. when they find the dog, the, the cousin put, doesn't even isn't even holding the gun. She's like crying, and right, you know, so, <laughs> and, and so she doesn't even think the woman was 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 dangerous to her. A dangerous <laughs> to her exactly, and and yet the whole time, um, it was she, meaning our narrator, who was the one that was dangerous. Right.
2: Hmm. Alright, I respectfully respectfully disagree with everybody else.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, mean, well, I yeah, unfortunately, not like
1: I said, unfortunately I don't have any interest in rewatching this movie, but I have a feeling this is the kind of movie where if we all went back and rewatched it because it's hard after one viewing, or at least for me, to get everything like the events and the order and the context of every situation right when this is a thing where so much of your perspective of the film at the end has changed right
3: right and i totally get where you're coming from eric that's the other plot line that was going in my head and that's why when i got to the end i was like i don't know which one to believe and i don't like that and so then i just was dissatisfied
0: Right. and I actually was was kind of on board with with what you were saying Eric for a while until we hit like maybe 45 minutes into the film and then I was like oh my god dude, no this is all in her head and and that's when and I'm like oh my god that cousin's not a dink she's just thinking she's a dink because it's her perspective of how the cousin acts and stuff so but that again that that I just switched because I I was right with you pretty
2: much so there so- there there are two things I'll say at this point one is that like Mike said, I I would like to more know about what happened with the whole kidnapping situation. I think mm-hmm. that could give some valuable perspective to what the hell's going on here. Um, the other thing is, I just find it if you're right, and like none of what we saw happening, I I I think that's shitty storytelling. Um, give me oh you know some what, my clue. Give me some outside perspective to show me that she's hallucinating. Don't leave me without a clue.
0: And that's a great point, Eric, because I wanted to bring up another film that I'm sure you've seen uh, and maybe everybody here has seen, uh, was The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins, where he is an old man that that's all Absolutely. And that's the one where we see a lot of the movies, his perspective, but not the entire film. And, mm-hmm. and so so during his perspective, we're like, oh, my God, this is just terrible. And then finally, as the film's going, you say, oh, my God, he's, he's, he has Alzheimer's, the poor man. And, and then we see the perspective of the caretakers mm-hmm. and what they're going through. And it's like, oh. And that's the problem with this film, Eric, like you said, unless they intentionally want us to be confused, is that they didn't have the second perspective, even if it was later in the film, where it was like, oh, my God, she's – Oh, this is so bad for the – oh, this is just bad. And and because of and that –
2: And that's part of why I got mad at the end of the movie is because like, okay, well, show me the cops getting to the house and finding evidence that nothing nefarious was going on and she was out of her mind. Show me that. Right. Right. Yes.
0: Well, yep. I tell you one thing. She she was running from the, the – the, uh, the handyman because she just murdered her husband and her cousin, and so um, she knew she fucked up. But the the question is, did, did she, she kill the cousin? Husband? I'm not yeah. sure she killed her. Well, she was I'll, unconscious for sure. That's that's fair. That's but but you remember what the the husband said? Oh my god, we got to get her to the hospital. Come on, let's get her to the hospital. So I was thinking that it was it was like worse than than that. And but was, you're right. Was he dead? I don't know. Well. It looked like it when, when she woke up from whatever. You would think was,
3: so because there was no reason for him to go unconscious. I think she but, shot him. Yeah, I didn't I, hear I a gunshot. I don't.
2: I don't. Well, know that's because that went into a,
0: a that, that w- was swimming dream.
2: Yeah, what? and that's see, and that's <laughs> the, the other thing, thing okay. that pisses if me off. This whole, if this whole thing was a hallucination, <laughs> don't be show. Don't show me a fucking hallucination within a hallucination. That's bullshit. Right. <laughs> Either there's reality and hallucination, or there's all reality.
0: Well, well, it's, all, it's, not, it's not hallucination. It's perspective. Uh, never mind hallucination, too. Because her perspective was the handyman was going to rape her or kidnap her or something, and so she clubs him over the head and, and flees. When we know... Probably by the end of the film, that no, he was just trying to get her home because he wasn't going to let her use, use a, a motorcycle when she's tanked. So, I, I again, everything's her perspective. Her perspective is, is warped anyway, also, Eric. So, I don't think it's just hallucinations. I think it's warped perspective because of a damaged mind. Right.
1: I don't think it's, I don't think, like, I mean, and I don't know you don't mean it this literally. I don't think none of the film happened. I think right. much of the film happened um i think it's how she perceived it and was she's perceiving it through the the lens of a person
2: for for what you guys are saying the film is a behavioral happens, health addiction none of none of the last 30 minutes of the movie happened no
0: what we're saying that it could have happened but she's insane because she's not she's she i mean her insanity is most likely a cluster a which means PTSD and things like that, where where your mind literally is just snapped, so you can't you don't aren't necessarily even be able to function hundred percent normally in society because you know it's it's like uh, an exorcist when when he goes, uh, I, I it's not there's no reason to do an exorcism because I've had people say that that Napoleon because and it, it means they're schizos or or PTSD or whatever and and that's a terrible mental illness. And that's what she has, I think. And so she sees everything, and it could be happening, but what she's seeing is, is wrong. And and I don't mean to compare schizos or cluster A's with someone that has um, uh, uh that, that learning disability, Mike, where they see things backwards. What's that called?
1: Dilexic.
0: Dilexic. People that are dialectic see things differently than we do. But they're not schizo or anything like that, so they function in society. they just need a, a helping for some learning disability, so they see things different than you, Eric, or me, if you're not uh, dyslexic so here we're see- watching a film through a person that has cluster A personality
2: all, and, all I can say is if if you guys are right, then this severely lowers my estimation of this movie
0: and and that's fair too well, that's i don't I'm just too. not sure I
1: think what you think was going on that was nefarious. Right.
0: Right.
2: Because the, again, whole, the, the whole – when she found the paperwork for the power of attorney.
0: But again, that isn't necess- – I was thinking that too. I don't. I don't, I, no, I don't necessarily find that nefarious. I find exactly. that trying to get her help. And that's where I came in, like Mike said. Phil, I don't know if that would be a more interesting film. But when I saw that, I didn't see, oh, they're trying to steal her money like she did. I saw, oh – he brought her out here to get help from the cousin because they have to somehow get her into a place that can help her because she's, she's, she's not able to be out in the world because as we see, she kills people for crying out loud.
2: So they haven't even talked to her about it. It looked to me like they were trying to forge the paperwork.
0: Well, again, again, we don't know how long she's been. He's seen this. I'm assuming this has been going on for a good couple of months that and it's like okay and and again a lot of like you said the whole kidnapping we we never got to saw we didn't see the aftermath when she freed was freed we didn't even see the past two months and what he's had to deal with and him calling his cousin say hey could i bring her out here and, and you can try to help me and she says she says yes i'm an attorney or, or i know an attorney that can help us the, you know the one that we use for grandma or whatever so we don't know we just don't know anything the film is that i don't want to say poorly written but intentionally vague
2: well yeah and here's my problem with it is that If I'm not supposed to be rooting for our protagonist, then show me why I should be rooting for the other people.
0: Well, I think
1: that it's a a trick that the film plays, is that it's putting you in her shoes so you feel her paranoia, right? The same way, like, we're going in, probably, they want us to find out and believe that, ah, the husband was behind it. Ah, this was maybe where she was being kept was in this area. Mm-hmm. And we're waiting for that twist to come when it doesn't. And it's putting us, I think, in the shoes of the person who is mentally broken. And I I look at that and I think of someone, say, who's old uh, and senile, may or may not be running for president. Uh, and, like, they refuse to accept. That they're dealing with dementia or can't understand that they have alzheimer's or and it's time for them to go into a home but they insist they're perfectly fine just because they they you know almost set the house on fire isn't it 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 doesn't mean anything
2: well uh, yeah but that's a little well, different than what we're seeing mike what i'm saying is like but those I,
1: people will see the same thing and they they perceive it as a like as a as a bad thing being done to them when you say we have to take you to the home now. Right. Mm-hmm. There's often and, a, a a fight that gets.
3: Right, she was bad. fighting well, from the, the very. She was
0: fighting from the very first. And also, Eric, we're not supposed to ever really like or dislike the the cousin and husband because, again, we never see their perspective. Everything, even after we see these things, and and if we want to make that connection that, Oh, they're the good guys. And she's the bad guy or or the one with the problem, whether that's true or not. Again, the the script doesn't let us know, but we're assuming it is that that we find out they're the good people and they're trying to help her. The point is, is we still never get to see them as good people or their perspective, because again, everything's still through her perspective, even at that moment, even 10 minutes later, when she, when she picks up the gun and and clubs the, the cousin. So, it's, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't want to say poorly written again, but it's intentionally vague.
3: And, 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 well, and, and, and that's like,
2: the problem. It should be vague. We shouldn't get a monologue from the husband detailing what happened and what a shitty husband he was in his affair while he's strangling her.
0: And again, though, that that may not even happen. I don't think he was strangling her at all. I think he was probably. What, what, that's what I'm
2: saying. If, if that didn't happen, then what the yeah. fuck is going on? Because I I I can't what, what, imagine what is, somebody hallucinating that.
0: What what? what, is, what I, that's exactly, and that's the cluster the cluster A personality of PTSD and schizo, just like in the movie The Father. How could we imagine him seeing all those things? Because they were actually, in his mind, they were happening, but his mind was damaged because he had Alzheimer's. And the problem with this film, unlike that film, is they didn't ever show a perspective of someone else. And because yes. of that, it, it sucks. Yeah.
2: Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say it sucks. No,
0: the, 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 I, I, I am
2: problems. I'm upset that I can't disprove your arguments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, we, and we can't we can't we can't disprove yours. Yeah. You know, seriously, we can't disprove. You. I think you're wrong, but again, you could be right because you're. You, we can't disprove any of it. And, we, right. and, not ta- yeah. and I'm not talking. And this ain't disproving like is God exist in heaven and hell, because that's faith. This is actually a film where things happen that are presented to us, and it has nothing to do with faith. It has to do with pr- to trying to decipher something that makes no sense because we're going through a damaged mind and so mm-hmm. the question is what part of the damaged mind is real and what's not and what's her um, imagining, not imagining, but being paranoid versus her being correct and we don't know, we just don't know mm-hmm. we, just don't, we don't have the second character like we did in, in The Father
2: yeah, and that's that's what's really disappointing about this movie for me is that we, we don't know but we do
0: get know. moments like right.
1: the scene at the piano, where she hits them over the head. Right. That, now, is, admittedly, is immediately revealed to be imaginary. Right. right. And then
0: right. she sees the old woman out the window, and they're saying, "What are you looking at?" To it. So, so it's like a whole thing. She's just gone nuts. There. I was like, "Yeah." But anyway, what was it ghosts?
1: I, I, I I'm saying I think there's good reason for us to believe that she's she's not seeing things. ever. <laughs> yes you know i think the scene with the with her having the conversation with the cousin when the cousin's unconscious i I don't think that was was
0: faking it yeah
2: no i'm not saying that she's i'm not saying that she's not mental i'm just saying that the amount of the movie that you guys are saying didn't actually happen is dissatisfying to me that's what i'm saying
0: well again we're not saying it didn't happen we're saying it 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 didn't happen exactly because she, again, we, we gotta keep on remembering she has PTSD. So, mm-hmm. and if you wanna say what PTSD is, that's cluster A. So that means they're seeing things that no one else sees. And that's why I used a, something more common and more easily relatable as an analogy when I said the, the, the dyslexia. And so we're, we're, when you have the student and you're trying to teach our, the student something, they're not seeing it like you, but you've got to train them to do it, and, they, and then they learn it, and they become good students too. But here we're also seeing stuff through uh, actually a damaged brain, not, not someone that has dyslexia, and so we're seeing it all through her head, and so everything she sees is in a perspective that none of us for here would, would ever see because we do not have a cluster A person. I mean, am going to plead
2: ignorance here I, I, I do not know – what PTSD can and cannot do to a person. Um, She's having hallucinations. Thank goodness I'm not familiar with it. Um, Well, and that's good. I don't know if this is a realistic portrayal of, of, of what could possibly happen in somebody's mind after they went through a trauma like that.
0: Right, And that's why I threw cluster A out, Barrett, instead of just saying PTSD, because there is hallucinations, and cluster A includes people that have the hallucinations. So, so whether it includes PTSD but it also includes other types of cluster a's which are things that make people see things that aren't even there like when she clubbed the people at the piano and stuff that's just like crazy so uh, and i think the,
1: i think the thing is the the husband knew when she was gone he he gave up on her quickly and ran into the arms or comfort of one form or another with his cousin and because of that, he missed the, the ransom note. His wife ends up missing not just for a few weeks, but for months. And is tortured even more. And this has been preying on him and weighing on him. Oh, yeah, he's all damaged. time, too. And so he's he feels guilty over this. And I think the wife picks up on that guilt. But because of her trauma he's seeing the guilt as something nefarious as opposed to as opposed to what it what really? it is which is much more
0: mundane right and i also and, want to say the cousin has issues too because because she had her younger brother die in front of her in a tragic accident and that or did she was kill
2: different. him
0: <laughs> i don't think so but 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 again, we're looking again. Everything's through <laughs> the perspective. What did she say? Of I, I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's where I was going with it. <laughs> uh,
0: well, well, I'm 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 looking at it through the perspective of the crazy character. So I don't think she killed the the boy. I think she had damage, just like the husband did. The difference, her damage was related to the death of of a brother and actually seeing that happen. That's a terrible tragedy to lose a sibling. Never mind the way she did. <laughs> and was killed. Unless they killed him, right? Now. But I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Except because, but again, even though I, I didn't even care to get it anyway, because I said this one is just not she, – she's got to go in a home. This, is, this isn't good. But, Mike, you were saying something. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I just want to throw in that the, the this cousin had damage too. But go on. I don't know. Well, I think know. that's a good point. I, I don't, wasn't the cousin younger than the, 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 the dead brother? Uh, no. He, she was two years old. I think she was seven and he was five when it happened.
1: Oh, okay, I, I, then, then I'm misremembering that,
0: or or
1: um, it's a, an unreliable narrator. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, unreliable like, right,
2: right, right, right. narrator. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was just gonna say since so the and and like if if we're if we're going with everything is through her eyes and we can't trust anything that we're being shown, I guess this is invalid. But from from the story I was watching, like I didn't even like the husband from from the beginning. Oh. Um, Because he was doing stuff like he wasn't being a right out dick, but he was doing some stuff like he was doing some mansplaining and a little bit of, you know, whenever loading up the car, you know, no, it goes here. And, you know, like the way he was acting, if if I was dating somebody that acted that way towards me after a couple of weeks, I'd probably be like, you know what? I I don't think this is going to work out. I would not marry that person.
1: First of all, the man has mad Tetris skills.
3: What do you mean? All men have mad Tetris skills.
1: Secondly, well, I, I don't want to stereotype. I've never seen a man say, okay, I'm going to take this lightweight thing, put it down, and then take the heavy thing and put it on top. I've seen a lot of women do that. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. So I was like, yep. I was looking at that. I was like, yep, sorry. I've seen it. I get it. (laughs) <laughs> I understand it. But I got to be honest, you know, you know what my problem was for him was a visual thing because he had a face that didn't go with the mustache it was wearing. <laughs> I was just looking at him like, it's like, it's just, it's not, there was a. That's not the right mustache for him. I don't know what it was. I'm sure it was probably a real mustache, but it was like – it just doesn't – it didn't work. <laughs> I just found it off the entire yeah. film. Completely well, – if you're looking – if you're if you're expecting that to be some sort of deep and insightful criticism, it's not. It's dumb and it's shallow, and I admit it. Well, but it, was just, well, it I, I was, just, just weirded me out a little bit.
0: On a, on a more serious note, um, again, I think this comes to what Mike said earlier. Which was it was intentionally wanting us to dislike the husband and even suspect him as a bad guy. I mean, Barrett brought it right up, and in the very next scene, if the husband does the murder. You know, it's like on the TV. So, and then and then they they wanted us not to like the cousin either because again, we're assuming she is sane, and and so. If if we see what he did, like that example there, Art, that you used, that is seems like a dick move, but it also could be a number of things. It, it wasn't be,
2: just that. That was just an example.
0: Right, right, right. But but it's it's a good a thing because you know those things are added up. But you, you know you know you, you you live two months with with someone like this, and it's like, oh, not again. You know there's something, and eventually you you, you just. Zone out, I would think. I mean, it's like like if you have kids, you'd you do that too, where where they're just like, "Oh."
3: Well, and he but, has a lot of guilt. Obviously, we see later on, and yeah. he's not dealing with that guilt very well. And he's being overprotective because she was kidnapped.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 he has a plan too, uh, if, assuming that it isn't nefarious, to get help with his cousin to
3: get her committed. Well, and she gets angry a lot from the beginning of the film on with him. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So you get that feeling of tension constantly through the movie that they are not, there's something not right between them, you know, mm-hmm. because of this event that happened to her. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. That's true. I mean, um, I mean, it's,
1: it's, yeah, I, anyway. I, was just saying, I think the thing with the sister is that she's planning, she wanted them to go the away. Uh, they could write so the cousin, cousins. They want to go away for the weekend or, or week. For or month or whatever, or whatever. yeah, together and get away, and she sees the cousin as an intruder, and the problem being that the husband has such a close relationship, he doesn't see her as an intruder right mm-hmm. and and so that's a barrier, and I think that and it's and it's a natural thing and and she's she may or may not be mistaking their relationship with for intimacy. I think the fact that the husband feels guilty over having gone to see her is what makes me think that the intimacy between them was real on some level um there are also times like uh I'm not entirely sure how like there's the the, the scene at the beach um where he sees them wrestling in the she sees them as like kind of I don't know wrestling in the sand making out in the sand I don't know if that yeah. was intended that might be something where we're seeing her seeing it in the
0: and, and, you right. know, an exaggerated, incorrect light. That's what I was thinking.
1: Um, because again, as you're seeing her see things that may not actually be happening. Right.
2: They were that, probably that, there. Yeah.
1: They're probably, ha- they were, they're playing around in the water. They're playing around on the beach. They were, they were fooling around in terms of force play, And she's from a distance in the dark. Right. Maybe seeing it as. As, right. as something intimate.
0: Right, right. I mean, even when, when she sees the cousin put her hand on her her husband's hand, you know, I, I would never, I wouldn't even thought a second, but a mind like hers where she already has her suspicions, like you said, Mike, she thinks the woman's an intruder, even if she didn't have her suspicions, why is she here? And um, she immediately thinks that maybe there's something going on uh sexually and again it's through her mind again it's not through the cousin or the husband's mind it's through her mind so she's programmed herself to believe that whatever you know i, I don't know it's just, it's just
2: it's very well, unfortunate and, yeah and because
3: she has had hallucinations throughout we can't trust anything yeah yeah, I mean,
0: she thought when she hit the dog, she thought she was hitting a person. And then she didn't even know if she hit – she wakes up and there's a dead dog, which was a terrible. I hated this movie because of that. I was like, you motherfucker. I killed a dog. And um, and it was a good dog, too. It was a good dog. That was a good dog. It's, it's fictional, Phil. So. Know, I know, but it's still depressing. So, yeah, anybody who's I – I meant to say that at the beginning. If you don't like deaths of animals, do not watch don't movies.
2: Don't like deaths of animals. You shouldn't watch movies.
0: So, um, but yeah, and then you know, uh, and then she hides the, the dog. You know, I mean, we've seen that before, where people are like, oh my god, I killed my my friend or my neighbor's or my husband's <laughs> animal. We'll, we'll hide it. Um, but but all in all, it's it's like, yeah, that was even a, a hallucination. That's the reason why she crashed because she she hallucinated. You know, so I don't know. It's just
2: well, not really. There was a fucking dog there. There was something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she was seeing hallucinations. She thought it was a person, and she flashes of people. Right. she'd
2: been drinking too.
0: Yeah, that's true too. That's Could've true. Might have been a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's it's. It, I, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I'm I'm I've been, I'm done with watching um, films with, with people that have trauma because of. Abuse, um, and this film. Oh, all right, right? well, That's, thank
2: you for turning in the last episode of Dust. <laughs> <discussions. laughs> Very funny,
0: um, but yeah, th- this film. This film, I, it did it good. I I, I got to give it credit. If it wanted to show a PTSD cluster A personality person because of abuse, because they were a survivor of a kidnapping, it, it, it worked for me. It's just that um, they didn't show a perspective of someone else in the film that was sane and it wasn't an hour and 35 minutes of, of enjoyment, even if it was well-made.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we've beaten this horse to death unless anybody's got anything else.
0: Um. Yeah, Mike or Barrett, do you guys uh, have anything else on your list uh, notes that you wanted to bring up? Well, here, here's the thing is let's say we didn't have this conversation. Same. <laughs>
2: And I just imagined the whole thing. And you did. But, what are you talking about, Eric?
1: <laughs> Eric would have gone away from this.
2: There is no podcast. I've been sitting in the room talking to myself for the last 12 years. But, <laughs> cross
1: um, the ray. He would have taken his interpretation of the film and been perfectly fine and happy with it and, and, and perfectly at ease with his opinion of the film. And I, and Phil would have, and Barrett would have had our opinions of the film and gone away with it. As to that, I feel there's more evidence on my side. I think, and Eric feels there's more evidence on his side, and we'd only know that again by rewatching it, which I really have no planning to do. Um,
3: I'm not sure that that would be conclusive, anyway.
1: And even then, that might not be conclusive. <laughs> I still think there's enough information there for you to take something away. And there are things in terms of her past, in terms of the events that led up to all of this, that I would have liked to know, but also getting too much of that may have uh, tipped their hand early. Um, And I don't know that they want to do that. I don't know if they were completely successful at what they did, at what they wanted to do, or, or maybe they were very successful at it. I, I really don't know. I, I like the fact that they made a movie where there is this conversation that can be had. Um, and we, and we could debate this, and, and I don't know. And I would, this is, and I've said this before, it would be good to know if they had a definitive answer in mind, even if they aren't going to share it with us and just want us. So this isn't to me like the, uh, the ending of The Sopranos, where it just kind of stopped. And people really had to go digging deep to try to just justify what they think it meant. Um, I, I think there, I think it was there. I think they, they spoon fed a lot of it to us. I think we all agree she was not entirely right in her mind, right? Yeah, we all agreed that the husband was guilty of something,
2: <laughs> right?
1: Right. I, I, I think, and then it's just a matter of fine tuning it. I mean, people have no clue what what was going on. I just think. Were, we're literally missing the things that they were being told. Um, they just maybe wanted it even more concrete than what it really was.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to add to that, Mike. What about you, Barrett? Yeah, but what about you, Eric?
2: I'm good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anything else, Mike, on your uh, checklist that you want to bring up?
1: No, I think I think that was really it. Um, I I said I think it's it's probably for assuming this is not a thing that touches your buttons. That's not a euphemism. (laughs) I, I think this is a perfectly fine film to watch. I might wait for it to pop up on Shudder or Tubi or whatever. Uh if you don't the want
2: Cover to. art on this looks like a Shutter original.
1: Yeah. And uh I'm sure it'll pop up on one of these these things sooner or later at at the very least if you wait you know, uh, 6 months or 6 minutes, you'll probably be able to get it for like <laughs> 99 cents. Um, I know. Let me let me let me also say on the flip side uh, that if you support independent horror, don't shy away from throwing them the whatever it is. I pay twelve ninety nine to buy it um, because I'm sure they would appreciate your money way more than Tom Cruise would appreciate
0: your money. There you go. And that was uh, that's that's it all right sounds good so uh, that's pretty much our review on the new f- film somewhere quiet so we do have some time that we can uh, discuss uh maybe what we've been watching or news um so we'll do that right now um once again google podcast is going away and i believe it's End of March or April, uh, it's <laughs> official. So uh, heads up you know there. Do People
2: actually listen to us through that. Do you have stats?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, and uh, uh, oh, here it is. Over here. Um, yeah, let's see listener behavior. Let's see. Uh, it usually tells us how they listen. Um, yeah, Google Podcasts. There it is. It is. The seventh uh, place that people listen to us. Most people listen to Apple Podcasts, then Overcast, and then Castbox, and then Spotify, and then Cast Chrome. Castbox. Never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Chrome, Podcast Attic, Google Podcasts, and Firefox. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's interesting. And then. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so anybody who's listening to Google Podcasts, uh, which they do, um, you'll have to go elsewhere uh, in a couple of months. So just be prepared, just as uh, Spotify used to be on this list, too, as one of the top 10 or 11, and now that's gone. So Google Podcasts will be gone as well. Uh, so just heads up. Be aware. Um, speaking of I'm that… Oh, Stitcher. You're right. Yeah, I keep on saying that. Yeah, I, yeah, they both begin that. Spotify yeah. is still going. <laughs> yeah, Spotify ain't going anywhere because that's only like Google. Uh, there were a bunch of Swedes that were bought out by Google.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> all right, but since we're here and we're on that page, our uh, top ten podcasts in the past month. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we have a tie for number ten. Uh, so basically number 11 and ten combined. Uh, the first one is... Howard's Mill, episode five forty two, is tied. As with um, for some reason, this came back. Uh, also, just like Howard's Mill, A Decimation of Dragons, House of the Dragon, episode one. I mean, episode ten. The Black Queen. So uh, maybe maybe Whoa, uh, I
2: forgot you guys even did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot too. But uh, is House of Dragons coming back this year, Mike? Because maybe that's why people begin to listen to us again over here. Uh, it's been two years now, right? So I think yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's
3: supposed to be coming back.
0: Yep. All right, yeah. So so now that's popping back up. People are going back to the the backlog, back catalog, and uh, blowing up some stuff. Uh, then we got episode number nine. Uh, is Dark Discussions Podcast, episode 564, Megan. Probably because uh, we were talking about it on our Best of the Year. Uh, Dark Discussions Podcast, episode 608, Suitable Flesh, is number 8. Episode 7, Dark Discussions Podcast, episode 612, Mysterious Skin, which was just released uh, this morning. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Then we have number 6. Cortana's Communiques, the Halo podcast, episode 1 of episode season 2 on episodes 1 and 2 of the series. Uh, And then we have number 5, Dark Discussions podcast, episode 611, ISS. Then we have number 4, King of Kaiju, Monarch, A Legacy of Monsters, uh, the finale. And number 3, Halloween Batook Psychotronic Reviews. Episode uh, Volume 56, Genre News of 2024 20, and 2023. Uh, then we got... Num- num- on the web. Shut up, Siri. Uh, <laughs> and then number two, Dark Discussions Podcast, Episode 10, Fallen. And then number one, episode of Dark Discussions Podcast, 609, The Best of 2023 Recap. So there you
2: go. Say, Phil... <laughs> I have a question. Uh, I have I to keep them. a straight face anymore. Yeah, I have to load, <laughs> up, load
0: up this. There's some episodes before 150 <laughs> that have to be loaded. Yes, yes, that is true. And we had some good episodes back then. We had, we had, we had. Indeed. Uh,
2: but, if but, you don't get it done soon, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna do my own review of Triangle, so people can hear my thoughts on it. If, even if you don't want to post the review, we did.
0: I'm sure, those episodes really happened. <laughs> Right. Right. It was all in the Matrix. <laughs> um, all right, so uh news, uh or what we've been watching. Uh so besides the podcast oh uh Paramount uh had a major layoff as well, so just heads up there. Also today, uh Warren Buffett pulled out of some of his money in Paramount too, so that, that that was not good. So I don't know what any of this means for Paramount. So just a heads up on that. I don't know if anybody has He's any comments Halo season three. Uh, it's possible. You could be right, Mike.
1: Uh, or it'll be, yeah. be, be severely stripped down. Master Chief is sent back in time to fight drug
0: dealers in the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, So, yeah. So Paramount Plus and Google uh, has some interesting news this week. Don't ask me why those things happen, but it's news. Um, oh, oh, and, and this is my just quick uh, no, so, Eric, just uh, close your ears for a second. Um, Disney don't, paid don't, se- don't, $75 don't, million for the... Don't. Gillespie-
2: don't. 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 Just don't. All
0: right. Now, uh, let's go with you, Eric. What have you been watching or news you, <laughs> that you'd like to talk about?
2: <laughs> I have been watching some stuff. Um, I watched a movie that came out late last year called Eileen. Um, that... Um, Hello, Eileen. Yeah, <laughs> it stars uh, who's it? Uh, Thomasin McKenzie and Anne Hathaway. Um, Marin Island is in that movie too. Um, oh, but well, it I? it sounds much more interesting than it actually is. There's like one good scene in the movie, and I don't think it's worth sitting through the rest.
0: Was, was it a scary but, film? No,
2: not particularly. Um, then I watched. A Netflix limited series called American Nightmare, which is based on, I mean, it's a docu-series about real-life events, Um, and it's it's a failure of the justice system, basically, (laughs) about somebody who was kidnapped. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can check that out. Um, And then I watched a movie with Dan last weekend. With Nicholas Cage in it called Dream Scenario. Um and God, that was it's not a sports scientist. A very strange Mexico, movie. I, I liked it, but it's it's a little weird. <laughs> so that's that's what I've been watching. Uh and then just last night I started playing uh Baldur's Gate 3. Um which I had heard good things about. Um it's because it's uh it's very different than say Diablo four. Uh with Diablo Four you're running around and it's pretty much live time constant action. Uh whereas Baldur's Gate is very much a video game version of Dungeons and Dragons, fifth edition. Um there's there's a story uh that you're following, um but like all the characters and the races and the stats and the and everything is, is from the Dungeons and Dragons rulebook. Um, so for me, it's pretty interesting because it's been a while since I actually played D&D and it's very much like that. It's, you know, turn based. It's like your turn <laughs> and then you go to the next guy in your party and then it's the monster's turn. And it's very much like that. And occasionally you do have to. You roll and you get the you see your D twenty being rolled and it's kind of cool. Uh so if you're into D and D, um Baldur's Gate is worth checking out the uh the graphics on it are pretty slick too.
1: Have you played uh, the originals?
2: Um I think I may have played the original Baldur's Gate a long, long time ago. I might be thinking about something else though, because I remember it on my Mac Plus with the black and white screen. Um, and I think it came out maybe a little later than that. So I don't. Maybe I'm confusing it. With it came notes. out
1: like ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh, and Baldur's Gate two, and Baldur's
2: yeah, Gate 2. it might have been something else then.
1: And that was going all the way back to like when I think it was Bald D and D was the second edition, and because I think. Throne of Ball has to do was as they were switching to the third edition for D&D. That's that's one of my all-time favorite game and game series because it's so quick uh, so much adhered to the D&D rules and felt like you were playing through a long campaign Mm -hmm. and you could make your own character and take them from first level and I think you got up to like 10th level in the first game and then like up to the 20th in the second, and 30th by the end of the, th- the third chapter, um, as one of my favorite gags ever in a video game. Because if you've played pen and paper role-playing games, actually even now, right, so there's always jokes about the the, the early levels where you're just, like, killing rats in the basement to build up experience points in, in, in video games to develop your character and get it. And... You're at the end of this, you just fight your way through this dungeon, and you kill a beholder uh, to get this artifact. It's sort of this, they pull a Mario Brother thing where the, 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 the artifact is in another castle.
3: <laughs>
1: and at this point, you're you're near the climax of the game. Your characters are super powerful. And you find out you're going to have to battle your way through a horde of low-level enemies to get to this thing. And you as a player are just like, holy shit, you've got hours of tedious gameplay looking at you. (laughs) And then, along the dungeon comes a first-level party (laughs) And you basically get the chance to just pay them and go get it for you, and and then they come back and like one of their party is dead and they're they're regaling themselves. And but you're sitting here going, yeah, that was me. That was me like two years ago in the first game, and it was just it was just a great gag. It was a, it was a um and and completely unexpected at that point in the game, um, but. Like and, and I remember in the original things, like there was not a house that you couldn't break into. That you there was not a uh, a, a piece of furniture you couldn't rummage through. <laughs> and if you so, got and if you got caught in like water deep and going in breaking into one house in the middle of the night, you would never be able to go back in that house again. Right? There was none of that. Like you walk away and then eventually they forget about you and you can come back. Nope. every time you went in you would be getting, you know, they'd be calling the police or, or what have you.
2: Well, I just started Baldur's Gate 3 last night, so I I, I haven't had a whole lot of game time yet. But uh, it does break frequently for cinematics, which are pretty awesome. Um, and I also appreciated the very first one, the intro cinematic, that brings you into the game, uh, featured a Wilhelm scream. So I I noted and appreciated that.
0: That is cool. That is cool. Uh, sp- speaking of um, Dungeons & Dragons, uh, the rumor that it was going to be sold by Hasbro uh, has been next. Hasbro? Hasbro. Yeah, they, they, they bought out Wizards of the Coast, which bought out – yes. They really? it's actually, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually been announced that it made them something –
0: It made them a fortune. million
1: dollars last year. Yeah. Um, and Hasbro good. had a down year. Uh, it had a very bad business year. They laid off like a 1,000 employees right before Christmas, uh, which a lot of people just uh, jumped to the conclusion that they were they were firing people before Christmas because, you know, they were just dastardly villains. But I think that's when they're like their fiscal year ends. So that's kind of when you do it. You know, it's just like,
2: yeah.
1: all right, let's look at where we are. Uh, we lost a lot of money. Uh, but one of the few bright spots they had was Baldur's Gate 3.
0: Yeah, Baldur's Gate three. Yep, yep, and and they also say the Wizard of the Coast uh, section of Hasbro is uh, one of the bigger money makers as well. So, um, a lot of that appears to be myth.
2: Um, it had a comeback during the pandemic for sure. Sure it
0: did. yeah. yep. Yeah. And and you can actually play it on Zoom. So um, All right. So anything else, Eric?
3: That's it for me. All
0: right. Sounds good, Barrett. Uh, what do you got?
3: Uh, so I finished Diablo 4's newest season. Uh, meh is all I can say. Um, they're trying to fix things, but they do not have the right path. We'll see where this game goes. Um, I also went to see the movie Out of Darkness last night. Ooh, I'm going to go see that this weekend. I won't say anything else about it then. I'll be curious (laughs) to see your take on it. Well, did Um, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed it. Okay, that's that's as far as I'll go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was was quite enjoyable. (laughs) There was only one theater in my area that was showing it, so I had to go about forty five minutes away to see it. It wasn't at my usual theaters, Um, and there were only about I don't know. There might have been four other people in the theater. I was actually surprised there were more people in the theater, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you seeing it and getting your take on it, Eric.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things.
3: Uh, anything else, Barrett? I'm going to see the David Lynch Dune on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's in theaters all over the place. That's, that's weird. Yeah. I, mean, I never I saw it, it in the theater. There's, there's lack of new material, and there's a new Dune movie coming out next month, but still weird. Yeah, the, I, you I don't know, think that's Fathom.
1: as weird as 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 uh, being back in theaters.
2: I agree.
3: And it is back in theaters. The Christopher Nolan film. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's really.
0: I never, I never saw it. Cause I heard it was weird. To that. I heard it
2: was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I
0: wouldn't
3: volume. call it bad, but it is definitely a very hard to follow movie. Right. So that's cool that you're going to see
0: David Lynch's Dune. Uh, you're going to see the, uh, the Smithson version or, or is it the Lynch version?
3: The Lynch version.
0: Okay. So it doesn't have, the extended, doesn't have the extended cuts.
3: It do, I don't think so. It, I'll let you know if it does, but I don't think it'll have any of the extended stuff. I only ever saw that on TV. No, like
2: yeah, it's spicy. I saw it in the theaters originally. Yeah, but there's an
3: extended cut. Was that in the theaters? I don't think it was. There's an extended yeah. cut they put on television.
2: That was the only no, way you I see not see it. Yeah. the existence of that.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: and if you you get a disc, or you used to be able to get the disc, uh, which includes the uh, whatever version plus the all the extended combined, and and uh, Lynch yeah. didn't want that. Really, so they, they put Alan Smithy as the director. That's the, the generic <laughs> name they use for films that the director doesn't want to have his name on. Uh, but the extended version was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good.
3: I thought it added a little more context and stuff. Um, I didn't think there was anything bad that was added in there. Yeah. Uh, or that it needed to be removed. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, it, it seemed like it was only removed because of time, not because it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Barrett? Nope, that's it. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, I saw uh, the first two episodes of Halo, and you can see uh, that on Paramount Plus, and you can watch that, uh, and then listen to our podcast. And uh, Barrett will or Mike will talk about that in a little bit. And uh, that's all I got. So, uh, Mike, what do you got?
3: Yeah.
1: So uh, also Paramount, uh, not uh, plus the uh, uh, what do you call? Uh, Halo series uh, yeah, listen to the podcast um, might be watching episode three once we hang up if it's available um I speaking of dune went to see the the dune part one in theaters last weekend uh actually it was last Monday, and um because that's that's being shown in order to drum up interest in, I'm sure, the the, the sequel, which is coming in just a couple of weeks. (coughs) And there's a lot I'd forgotten about the film. Uh, Fundamentally, I walked away from it the same way. I was like, oh, this is a lot better than I thought. And then we got to the, for lack of a better term, the final act. And I was like, okay, now I remember why I kind of walked out with a meh feeling because I I think – it just ended in the wrong spot, and there was, I think, way too many dream sequences or, or visions in the last 30 minutes or so of the film, um, and that's why the whole thing and the whole thing just kind of feels incomplete to me. Uh, but now the best part of it, though, is that see, like with my theater, uh, they expanded. It used to be like a ten theater theater, and they added like six more theaters. Uh, but it's one of those theaters that's in a mall. And the only place to add more theaters was to build a basement underneath.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, what could possibly go wrong?
1: And and the theater I was in was like the very last theater in the bottom in the far corner of the basement. And this was like a 745 showing. Now, this is not a short film, so it was uh, like 1030 by the time I got out. And there were only a handful of people in the theater. and and, And it says, wait. Because you'll see a preview of Dune 2, chap- 2, Chapter 2, whatever it's called. Doom, the doom Uh Doom, the doom Uh And I turn around, and then in the back corner, there's a couple embracing, dead asleep.
3: <laughs>
1: there's a chance that they're still there. Because as I'm leaving, they're all closing up. And you know, like, and I didn't see any workers. I don't get the sense anybody was going out there looking for anything. <laughs> like sometimes when you walk out of the theater, you know they're 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 waiting to come in and pick up your popcorn buckets and all the rest. And
0: nope. I,
1: I I'm just curious. Like, did they wake up at like one in the morning and find themselves in the middle of a closed mall? I have no idea. I didn't know if I was supposed to, should awaken them up. I have no idea who they were. It was, would have felt really weird. Anyway, so there was that. Uh, <laughs> uh, AMC has also done this thing, and I just got tickets to another one, where they're doing these screen, un- unseen screenings. So it's a surprise movie of something that's coming out in the next, like usually two to three weeks. Uh, and I did this two weeks ago, and it turned out to be the movie Lisa Frankenstein that I opened up, I think, last week. And it's a very Tim Burton esque film. Uh, or it's an homage to a Tim Burton esque kind of movie. Uh, it is directed by, is it Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter, I believe?
2: Was that a and, question? The answer is yes. Yes.
1: yes. And um, it's a film that I can see a particular type of person. Absolutely loving. And that's mostly the teenage girls that want to be Wednesday Addams. The Lydia Dietzes of the world. I think you're going to love that movie. I was left – and by the way, going to have the critic versus audience, that's like 50% critics and 80% audiences. It's a movie that you can have fun with. But a lot of people watched it in the, this preview, walking out going, that was stupid, but laughing at it. I don't think it's a good script. I think it's a pretty bad script in a lot of ways and missing some fundamental storytelling points. Uh, but there is some funny stuff in there. And there is a scene that I, I very much laughed out loud at – Um So it was just a weird thing, but it was a film that I wanted desperately to be so much better than it was, even though there was, there were things in it that I liked. And and the story very simply is about, um, a a high school girl who threw various, well, it happened one night where there's like a lightning storm brings a zombie, some, somebody who died 200 years ago, uh, who was a frustrated lover of someone, like, jilted lover, uh, comes back to life. And the two of them strike up a relationship, and she has to harvest body parts to put him back together and make him whole, his, his rotting corpse whole again. Um, it, it's it's definitely a horror comedy, leaning way more into comedy than it is into horror. Um say so it's going to have an audience, but if you're not in that audience, it may not be the best thing in the world. Uh but it's also fun. It it's at the very least you could I can see people enjoying it for a one time viewing. Uh and I think that's about it. Oh, uh I did forget. I went to a mini horror convention in in uh America's Hellmouth, uh which is also called Central New Jersey. Um it was a lot of your typical vendors in horror was held in a VFW. This is in Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, there's a, and if you know your local VFW, this was like five times bigger than that. So there's a lot of room for it. Um, saw some people I knew like the author Hunter Shea, uh, who I've met down at Scares of Care and we'll be seeing again at the author con in, uh, Virginia in April. um, local filmmaker uh, David Lee Madison uh, Patty Moline from uh, Frankenhooker was there um, uh, one of the character one of the actors I can't remember who it is now from Terrifier 2 was there uh, but and then a lot of vendors um, and it's something I may try to go back to next year the tables were only like 25 bucks So I might try to set up a booth there for uh, dark discussions. Um, But it was nice. It it was amazing how refreshing it was to get into a, even if it was on a small scale, the convention scene again, not having been to one in in quite a bit. Hello?
2: Yeah, I was waiting for Phil to do his thing. (laughs)
0: Oh, sorry. I was on mute. I was talking, but I was on mute. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Uh, Mike, are you going to that one in Gettysburg? Uh, The AuthorCon? No, no. No, no, I can't because, unfortunately,
1: that's the weekend of the senior class trip, and I'm the senior class advisor, so I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, that guy has scheduled everything perfectly because I've had two trips with the senior class this year, and he has booked his convention, but the the one at the drive-in and the convention in Gettysburg – both of them opposite those trips, so, so you do you you can do both so I couldn't do either one right, right. Now, now by the way, the drive-in one, which is was uh, which he moved much further east in Pennsylvania. it's only about an hour from me. He also happened to book it because it was again it's at an outdoor drive-in theater
0: what what, um, what, time, what time is that one yeah.
1: uh I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was it was like pouring rain that so, whole weekend. So, so is that like you near
0: know, Scranton or something now?
1: Yeah, closer to Scranton. Gotcha. Uh, but that would have been a complete disaster if I had gone. So I don't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, gotcha.
2: All
0: right. Sounds good. Anything else, Mike?
1: Um, oh, and one of the things they had there is they are at this little convention. Is uh, the oh, is that they've turned the Buffalo Buffalo Bill House from Silence of the Lambs into a bed and breakfast.
2: Great big fat person.
1: Yeah, and speaking and and sure. and they'll they and they fit us up to eight people. So oh. uh, I was thinking yeah, maybe that was like something yeah, we could do for or something. Or something. Is yeah, maybe you should do that for our next uh, dark discussions meetup. Is just rent, rent up rent out the bed and breakfast at the Buffalo Bill House. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. And, and I don't remember if I sent it to Eric or to the Dark Discussions group, but they they sell uh, Buffalo Bill hand lotion.
2: Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. real? Yeah. I thought that was a meme.
1: No, that was real. I, I <laughs> took that picture at the – that was one of the things
0: they sold. How about that? That's too funny. Um, now, now uh, the Seacogs, what was the name of that little convention, if you want to give its name? I'm trying to find, oh, it was
1: I Heart Horror Day. It was I Heart Horror Day Part 2 uh, because there was obviously an I Heart Horror Day Part 1. Um and it's basically held celebrate I think it's George Romero's birthday is that weekend, or someone else's birthday was that weekend. Um like that that's significant in horror and I, I'm blanking on who it is. Uh but that's basically their excuse for why they're holding it. I did now it happened to be a a lovely day, right? It's middle of February, it was um a little overcast, but it was like fifty degrees out, which is February is not bad. And there were people that had outdoor booths. And what a freaking disaster that could have been in the middle of February! So, um, right. but the majority of it was indoors. So, gotcha. um, again, it's a small thing. If you're going to go there to see like a big celebrity, you're going to be really disappointed. You're not. You're not going to get even like your your B list celebrities. You're you're talking C list. But it's you got your vendors. It was cheap admission. Um, it's only for a few hours. It's just the one day. Um, and so if you happen to live within driving distance of central New Jersey, uh, it was packed. It was a surprise. I was afraid, like, I saw, oh, it's a VFW. I'll be like, I might be like one of three people there, but no, it was actually well, well attended. So it was pretty cool. I saw Father Evil there, which was nice. So. Right.
0: Well, when, uh, when, when is. When it was when? there. Deadly Grounds. Deadly Grounds was there. Oh, they came down from Connecticut. How about that? Yep. Uh, what about us, Todd's movie or event that he has? That I did think it gonna be like. Is going to probably be in the fall. Okay, so 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 it already passed, or or or, or not? It was friends, one like last October. Yeah, and it was, it was, I thought it was. A, yeah, go on. But I couldn't do. Right. Fair enough. Still there, Mike? Right.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, just kind was
0: just thinking about it. Really bad cramp. Oh, oh, these Pencil, things. Have. I think I don't know. Anyway, all right. So let, let's sure. move oh. on. Let's move on to the next. Yeah, okay. No, uh, next uh, section. So uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Folks oh, yeah. in our final revo- reviews of uh, the film that we just watched. Uh, Eric, uh, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan.
2: I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled S K A N C I T Y. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Except and-
0: fuck Google. Yeah, fuck the Google podcast. <laughs> they suck. Fuck Google. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Barrett, since you just spoke up, uh, what's that podcast that me and you do? And then we have a uh, random co-host that join us. Uh, we're going to probably do one, uh, some coming up pretty soon, but, uh, probably after the TV show we're doing. But what's that? What's that?
3: Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. We do just about everything on there. You can find, uh, us interviewing. Directors, uh, writers, um, actors, and reviewing movies like uh, Sui- The Suicide Squad and others. Indeed.
0: And, um, Mike, what's that uh, podcast that me, you, Barrett, and Sean Fox are doing right now? We, we just started it up. Uh, that is
1: Cortana's Communique, which is covering the second season of the somewhat revamped halo tv series on paramount plus
0: that's right the next episode uh, you're right it comes out thursday so i think it's uh out right now so yeah you'll probably be watching it right after we get off and uh, eric what's that other podcast that me you and mike do uh when we're not doing tv podcasts uh
2: cinema a la carte uh we talk about non-dark discussions of movies every now and then
0: indeed
2: indeed it's been a few months
0: Indeed, indeed. We do have a few in the queue that will be coming out shortly, so keep your eyes out. All right, so that's good. So let's get into our uh, final uh, thoughts on this film here called Something, Somewhere Quiet, Somewhere Quiet. Uh, So uh, let's start with you, Mike. What do you got?
1: I would say I liked it in that I found it interesting. I didn't find it enjoyable, though. I found the discussion about it enjoyable. Um I thought it was an interesting film to think about. There is certainly more to recommend to it than not. I can see how people are gonna be frustrated in that if they feel there are no concrete answers, or if the answer or if the answers they get from watching it do not satisfy them. My answers satisfied me. Eric answers seem to satisfy him, where my answers would not satisfy him. But doesn't matter. Life is choose your own adventure. Um, if that's the kind of thing that really annoys you, I wouldn't recommend the film. If not, if that's even, especially if that's something that might intrigue you, if you like a drama,
0: then, uh, I would certainly give it a shot. All right, sounds good. Um, for me, um, yeah, it's a, um, very well made film. Um, and, uh, has some really good uh, performances. Um, I, I, I'm pretty much where Mike is, uh, but though I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it's it's not straight horror that people would necessarily uh, like. That are what I, I think would be called typical horror fans. Um, also, it's it's not a, a fun film uh, at all. Uh, it's well made, though it's a great film that way, but uh, has a lot of problems with the script and. Um, the subject matter uh, isn't necessarily fun either uh, so oh no um, I'm glad I, I, I saw it but uh, I, I probably would not revisit it uh, let's go for you Eric
2: yeah I like this movie but didn't love this movie um, I don't know whether to be proud of myself for being the only person that understood the movie or disappointed myself for being the only person that didn't understand the movie <laughs> but I guess none of it really matters since this podcast doesn't exist anyway. So <laughs> I, I, can tell you I, I can't in good conscience recommend this movie. Uh, I think some people might find it intriguing. Most people will be frustrated. So that's that
1: Eric. I promise you from the reviews, you are not the only person who didn't understand this movie.
2: Even if <laughs> I think I did.
1: I think you're I think you're fucking on crack, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right,
3: sounds, sounds good. good.
0: Uh all right, sounds good. Uh let's go for you, Barrett. What do you got?
3: Um, this film was really well made, well acted. I liked it and then ultimately was disappointed in the end. Um I I don't know that I would recommend it. It's it's an okay watch. I mean, it's it's enjoyable. It kept me interested throughout the whole film. But that disappointment at the end makes it hard to recommend because I think other people might be disappointed. Than me.
0: All right. Sounds good. So uh, that's our review of the film Somewhere Quiet, a film directed and written by Olivia West-Lloyd, uh, starring uh, Jennifer Kim, uh, Michael Neeson, Kentucker, Oddly, Marin, Ireland, in uh, what I thought was, was a great performance. Uh, music by Ariel Marx, as Eric mentioned, that was really good. Uh, film uh, is getting uh, uh, reviews that really, I guess, don't even matter, because again, uh, there's not many reviews, uh, though the critical... Are high and, and the general audience is very low. Um, it's variable for VOD as of February fifteenth, twenty 2024 for rental. So wherever you find films to rent, uh, you can find it there as of this date. And that's pretty much it for us. So, uh, Eric, why don't you leave this out?
2: All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Somewhere Quiet. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.